Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you doing? It's April. How about that? We're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it all. We are only uh, two weeks away. We're only uh, two weeks left in the regular season. And uh, things are, hmm, things are something. We'll talk about the Black Bears this weekend at Jamestown. Uh, we'll go clubbing with the men's side. Uh, but let's get to it. Let's not beat around the bush. The Maryland Black Bears went up to Jamestown, New York, as they took on the Jamestown Rebels. And uh, this is it, obviously playoff implications, as there are just a it's a log jam from second to fifth in this one. So the Maryland Black Bears needed all the points they can get. They uh, they got jobbed out of a uh, of a two points last Saturday, and uh, this weekend. Started off way, started off real great as uh, just a minute 43 in, Adam Shankula with uh, a nice little pass across to Ryan Bottrell. That was his 17th of the year, beating Nolan Suggs. That was a quick goal, quick start. You like to see that out of a team, especially after a long road trip um, uh, to the arena. But uh, yeah, 17th of the year for Bottrell. Shankula, his uh, second assist. And of course, we have uh, Jack Blanchett getting secondary with his 11th of the season. And then... You know, things just didn't go the way. Maryland had a couple chances uh, in the early going. Nothing happened in there, but penalties did creep up a little bit in the first period. And then, honestly, the entire, uh, for the most part of the first 40 minutes, the Black Bears got into some penalty trouble on their own. But we'll start off with the first one, a bench minor for too many men. And then the power play for Jamestown strikes in this one. As Reed Loon shot one from the plane, it looks like it went off uh, a defenseman in front, a Maryland defenseman in front, and past Luca DePasco. We are tied up at uh, one. That was Loon's fifth of the season. And then moments later, a boarding call had happened, and the power play works again. This time, James Miller walking across the uh, blue line like a tightrope, rips one home, his fifth of the season. And the Black Bears now down 2-1. to one. And try as they might, the Black Bears just kind of Got a little stymie in the neutral zone there. They did get some breakthrough. Ryan Bottrell got another chance as he broke in from the blue line in, uh, but hit off the glove of Suggs and went wide. But with a, less than a second remaining, this is uh, this one was a bit of a killer, uh, a deflating moment. As the trailer, Joseph Calvarino uh, just got a pass. No one picked him up on a three-on-two. And next thing you know, he puts it home with less than a second left. His fourth of the year, Maryland goes in the locker room down 3-1. to one. The Rebels took that goal, and they ran with it. They were the uh, the dominating force in the second period. Clogged up the neutral zone well, had a lot of forechecking in the offensive zone, in their offensive zone, not allowing Maryland to break out. And when, you know, they did break out, it was, you know, icing here and there. Uh, for the Black Bears, They when they did get any kind of pressure offensively, it was one and done. They would come in, take a shot. It would either get picked up by uh, off the rebound uh, by a Jamestown defenseman or it was just high and wide of the net and cleared on its own. Just no sustainable pressure in the offensive zone for Maryland in the second frame. Uh, Dimitri Kubru did have a chance coming across the, uh, across the crease and trying a little cheeky move on the backhand to try to beat Suggs, but it just went wide of the net. And then Jamestown gets caught in a line change. Maryland goes in a, a bit of a 2 on O. They were... Out leading the pack, and then just a sprawling Jamestown defenseman runs into Suggs, takes the net off, and uh, we had ourselves a uh, no goal in that situation, and Maryland still down 3-1. to A little bit of offensive uh, 
offensive pickup in the third period, controlling the puck a, li- a lot more than they did in the second period, did Maryland. Uh, but uh, the thing was they couldn't connect. They had a couple power plays, uh, and they were able to build up some momentum and build up momentum off of that, but unfortunately unable to find the back of the net in this solid positioning was Nolan Suggs. The Rebels' defense just had sticks in lanes, got bodies in front of shots, and that's how you know playoff hockey works. I mean, these are playoff games going forward, and that's how this kind of situation is going to work. So uh, Black Bears unable to score a goal. Uh Lucas Clem throws an empty netter in, 4-1 to one the final in this. Luca DePasco making 35 saves in the uh, defeat. Maryland's power play, 0-2. Jamestown, 2-4 for 4 on their power plays, making it count in this. So Maryland, a lot of work to do, uphill battle. The Rebels taking the, uh, the momentum into Saturday's game as they kind of Created a lot of havoc for the Black Bears, creating turnovers in the defensive zone, in the neutral zone. Uh, a lot of turnovers, but Michael Morelli sharp in a net, making some uh, solid stops, not letting a lot of rebounds out in there. Breakout passes were a problem for Maryland, just could not connect, resulted in about five or six icing calls in the first period alone. Uh, just whether it be too long of a, of a pass, trying to... Hit the home run play, catch Jamestown napping, didn't work. Uh, but luckily, after 20 minutes, it was nothing to nothing. Tyler Young and Miles Gunty did get quality scoring chances in the latter half of the frame, but uh, nothing doing uh, from Nolan Suggs in front of the net. Maryland kept their four-check uh, strong in the second period. Uh, still couldn't break through. They created a lot of turnovers, created a lot of ruckus with this one, but... The Rebels would strike first yet again. They caused a turnover with a ruckus of their own in the neutral zone. Reed Loon uh, comes in and just rips one from the top of the circles, and it is one nothing Jamestown. A great shift after the goal Maryland had. They just couldn't figure out Suggs, and then it was Loon again. Loon having the weekend of his life in this one as he pots home his seventh of the year after Maryland unable to get it out of their own zone. Loon was in the slot, and away we go, two to nothing there. Penalty troubles late in the second period for Maryland. Back-to-back situations, and the final one kind of did them in as just failing to clear the puck in this one. John Lundy found by Josh Burke, one timer by Lundy. It is three to nothing late in the second. That's where the frame ended as Maryland goes into the third, trying to look for something, trying to get some kind of goals because they are in a playoff battle. They did have a power play uh, relatively early in the third. Couldn't cash in on it. Did get some solid looks. But right after the penalty was killed, uh, there we go. Reed Loon on his hat trick. Pick up a, a loose puck of a Jack Varwork shot. And 4 to nothing uh, was the score. A little frustration happening from the Black Bears. Uh, between you know them and whatever Joel Jack and Jamestown was doing, uh, but Ryan Bottrell got a spearing major and a game misconduct. You're not something you want to see your you know top scorer doing, especially when you've been kind of struggling for goals uh, in the in the weekend. But on the five minute power play, John Lundy again gets his second goal of the game, ripped a shot from the top of the circle, uh, and that makes it 5 to nothing. Maryland did get a couple shorthanded chances, but to no avail. They did break through with 4.38 remaining. Matthew Davies coming in from the point, uh, breaking in, trying to get some offense found. It puts it home 
for his fourth of the year. Brandon Piku is 31st assist. Connor Cole, his 25th assist. But that was the only scoring in that one. Couldn't find the other four goals in that last four minutes. Maryland drops this one 5-1 to one as uh, Michael Morelli, 36 saves in this one. Maryland just just couldn't find uh, couldn't find it this weekend. These things happen. Um, not something you want going in late into the season, especially as playoff implications are abound. But here we are as a people. Looking at the standings right now, Maryland did get a lot of help from Maine on Sunday as they defeated Northeast to uh, keep Northeast in the fifth spot. Maryland currently at the fourth spot, only two points up on Northeast. Jamestown in front of them, uh, two points at 67. And then Johnstown with 68 points as they swept the weekend against New Jersey. Uh, so Johnstown, three points up on Maryland in fourth. Jamestown, two points up on Maryland. And Maryland, two points up on Northeast as we go into another critical weekend as Maryland, they travel to Jersey. They travel to the first place East Division uh, champ, regular season champion, New Jersey Titans, and uh, try to break just a string of bad luck they've had in New Jersey the past couple of visits up there. And it's, you know, it's gut check time. I mean, this is where, this is where, you know, you, you, you kind of show what you got. It is going to be huge, you know, huge weekend every weekend here on out. Two weekends left. Last road trip. Got to make the most of it. Got to get points. Got to really show off, especially if you're in, in danger of facing the Titans in the best of three to start things off then, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to, you know, put something out there. So the Black Bears are going to have a lot to prove, not only to themselves, but to the rest of the division as well. Put them on notice. And it's going to be, it, it's it's not very hyperbolic to say that this is a weekend to end all weekends up in Middletown, New Jersey. So that's where we're at right now. They're in Jersey. Then they come back home for their last home stand of the season. So we will see where we sit next week as we go into uh, the final week of uh, of regular season, final two weeks of, of regular season play in the NAHL. Let us do a little bit of clubbing, D1 clubbing, as uh, we'll get to the D2 next week. I need content for next week, so we will expand that out here. But we'll start with the uh, United States Naval Academy. Navy had a season for themselves. They, you know, we saw what they did in the national, getting to the nationals for Pete's sake. They had a hell of an end of the season. I mean, let's be honest here. A 12-game winning streak to end the season, including in there the two uh, crab pot wins, the two wins that got them into the uh, ECHA title, uh, getting them the uh, not only the regular season title but the postseason title. So I mean, it's a it was a huge thing. It all kicked off. Uh, against Villanova in in December, but before that, a little bit of a shakiness. They had a, a little bit of injury problems, little inju- injury woes here and there, but they were able to navigate that. They had a long road span uh, for most of October or most of November. They were on the road, so that makes your makes you a little road wary as well. But this team really came together, and I think it was a it was a huge look at what can become of Navy hockey, and just hoping. Uh, that uh, going forward, this team has, you know, has the moxie and ready to go uh, for all all that has to be thrown in front of them going forward. Uh, it's you know Nick Allen was the uh, leading scorer this year, 17 
goals and 32 points, five power play goals and three game winners. He came on strong in the second half of the season as well, really making his mark uh, known on this squad. Michael Rakovich uh, right behind him, the assist man, 23 assists, 28 points, a point-per-game player. Uh, one shorthanded goal for Rakovich as well. Uh, John Mullen, Nathan Hyden, guys who really contributed. Brendan Reynolds from the point was fantastic. He was tied for the power play uh, goals lead with five with uh, Allen there. Uh, Evan Adams really came on strong as well late into the season uh, with his seven goals and 13 assists as well as two game winners for that in net. I mean, Chaz Darty was the uh, was the guy. He was uh, the guy to end all guys behind the net or in the net there with a solid 15-5 and 2 record, a 225 goals against and a 925 save percentage. Casey McCormick uh, in his senior season, uh 33 and 0, 334 goals against, 843 save percentage. Each each guy got a shut or a shutout on the season. So a very huge uh very huge season in net for those uh, for those gentlemen and for all around for Navy hockey. I think this is a another building block for this team. Of course, last year being lost to COVID, uh, they they you know now they turn it on. Now they look on. They got fresh faces ready to go. So it's going to be interesting to see how this team builds off of their uh, nationals appearance in a uh, heartbreaking loss to uh, Pitt. We'll see what this team goes on. Uh, from here a lot of things to look forward to with Navy hockey so uh, we will stay tuned to that we will always be on it we uh, I always appreciate those gentlemen uh, you know providing uh, providing updates providing especially pronunciations because I'm terrible with that Uh, and uh, they've been a great supporter of this podcast as I have been a great supporter of their uh, team and also their uh, their standing in the military because God knows uh, that's not for me so, uh, bless these men, and uh, hopefully we can get them uh, get them going again and have another national appearance next season uh, for Navy. Up the road a little bit to Towson, and Towson was uh, they were a peculiar team this season. They had a, a fairly successful season, I would say, um, all things considered. I mean, they had their they had their rough goes about it for sure. Uh, but they did get a lot of scoring, but towards the end, it kind of gotten a little bit out of hand. Um, so uh, Navy, I think also Navy taking on uh, having a schedule that had a decent amount of D- Division two teams in there um, doesn't, you know, is what it is. You schedule what you can schedule in this COVID, crazy COVID world. But they had some pretty key wins against William Patterson in October. That was a big win for them uh, in this one. Uh, Mercy Hurst beat that swept them on the weekend that was huge to start the season off so I mean they did have a lot of good looks it was a it was a just an interesting season a lot of ups and downs with this squad but um you know you take it for what it's worth uh Justin Brown was the leading scorer with uh, 32 points 17 assists uh, Tyler Mercier was the uh, leading goal scorer 17 goals 28 points point per game player two Power play goals and two shorthanded goals and two game-winning goals. So on the extras, Mercier was just twos across the board. Uh, Justin Brown was tied with Jack Callahad with uh, four power play goals, while Colin Mercier was uh, three power play goals with ten goals overall. Drew Lustig from the point had seven and seven, including a power play goal. And just overall, it was a, it, you know this team did have the firepower. They did have a lot of scoring from a lot of places. 
Um, but, uh, you know, in the, in the end, I guess it just wasn't enough scoring when you think about it uh, for that. So we will have to see how it goes. Daniel Ludwig and Nett had a rough go about it. 5 15 and 0, 506 goals against, 85 save percentage. So Alex Stella, 2 and 1 for Towson this year when he got time in there. Uh, and he had a 643 and 843 uh, goals against and save percentage. Noah Haycock uh, got a loss in this one. Also, James Price getting eight games in, going one and three with a 470 goals against an 882 save percentage uh, before his season was finished. So, plenty of work to be done at Towson, I'm sure. Um, but the great thing about next year is everyone's got a chance. So, um, we will see what their schedule goes about. They'll have a rough go about it, of course, as they face Navy at least twice and maybe again in the uh, in the crab pot. But if this team hunkers down and gets going, they get back to their old glory uh, from not, not too long ago. So it's just a matter of uh, battening down the hatches, putting the nose to the grindstone, all those cliches for them to get back on the right track and be yet another contender uh, in the ECHA. How about we get to some players? That's right, some players. Um, Sam Annis, a two-assist week for himself uh, as he got uh, two assists against, uh, or one assist on Saturday, one assist on Sunday, both in wins against the Binghamton Senators. Not Binghamton, sorry, Bellevue Senators. Well, taking me back there. Uh, putting Annis at 54 points in 62 games, 35 assists as well for that. Eric Charpentier, he had an assist in the overtime loss on Friday night for the New Jersey Titans against the Johnstown Tomahawks. Stephen Holiday adding another goal on Saturday in the uh, in the big win for Dubuque over Waterloo, overtime victory, putting him at 35, uh, 31 goals and 81 points on the season. Aaron Randazzo dropped a couple of games against the U.S. developmental team on Friday. Saturday gave up three goals and an overtime loss. 24 saves, however, and made 30 saves on Saturday, but gave up six in that. That puts him at 12, 19, and three on the season. 373 goals against, 886 save percentage. Meanwhile, Andrew Takis dropped two of the games this weekend for the uh, Titans. 18 saves on Friday night, 30 saves on Saturday night. Uh, but that puts his record to 28-6-3 with a 244 goals against a 917 save percentage as he will see the Black Bears, who he has had uh, fairly decent success this year. So we will see if the Black Bears will welcome their old friend uh, and uh, you know just give him a gift of a nice little uh, neck tan. That'd be, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? be fun for us at least. But that's it. We've done it. Another one. Like I said, next week we'll do the D2 ACHA, and we'll kind of wrap things up with them and then also see what happens in New Jersey. Okay, guess what? Johnny P is going to be there, so you can get your pictures from the Face Off Hockey Show Facebook page at FOHS Radio probably on Monday. So by the time we record that, I'll probably be in the air uh, flying back home. But um, check out all our socials, clutchandcrabhockey.com. There's some stuff there. Uh, Chesapeake HW Pod on Twitter and Facebook. That's where things are there. So you guys have a wonderful week. That's it for me. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on the uh, Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, powered by Podcast Monsters. You guys have, you know, stay safe. Stay, stay, uh, get out of the allergies. 
I'll play that clutch and crab hockey, and I'll talk to you guys next time through. Peace.